before I came into this show, I bumped into my friend Jesse Pollock, who is very happy to step in in this uh, 3 o'clock hour to talk uh, about everything. What's up, bro? The far left side. There we go. We got it. <laughs> I'm, I was so excited to have you in too, bro. It's okay. I'm at a loss for words. I'm so excited to be uh, here right now. Well, you're buzzing about your fantasy draft, eh? Uh, yeah, or- yeah, I'm buzzing. You know what? It's the first Monday, uh, first week. Team's already in shambles. Uh, started, I have to start Kadarius Tony, which was brutal. <laughs> yeah, because Chris Watson, Christian Watson, injured his hammy, so I had to go with Kadarius Tony or Van Jefferson. So I'm like, Okay, I'll go with Tony. They both sucked, but anyways. So what happens? So you and the Bar Down crew, you've got. Uh, I would imagine this is probably the most intense fantasy league, like in the building. Uh, it's it's getting there. I think like maybe the cable guys, like guys literally stringing cable. Maybe theirs is pretty intense because they're like, I've been on a pole, a six foot pole for like three days, man. Like I am not losing this trade. <laughs> but your league's got to be pretty up there. Well, I'd love to discuss my my most recent trade offer then because I've been offered. For the record, for the people in my league listening to this offered an interesting trade. Oh, my, uh, my, my bet is the, the unofficial FanDuel odds are it was Corwin. Uh, no, it was actually uh, my boy Thomas Pock in the league, who's like a bit, a, a, bit more new, uh, a bit more new to the Bardown team compared to Corwin at least. Right now I have Tua, so I'm kind of looking to move Lamar Jackson. Oh, okay. And, and the trade would be Lamar, Christian Watson, and Alvin Kamara for uh, Jonathan Taylor and Devontae Adams. He proposed this trade to you. Yeah, he proposed it to me because his team, he had J.K. Dobbins, so he's looking for a little running back depth and and maybe take a bit of a hit at receiver. And he immediately upgrades his quarterback because he has Dak Prescott. I get Devontae, who's an upgrade at receiver for me. And you know what? Like, Jonathan Taylor, he's amazing, but, like, there's a lot of risk with him. So it's, sure. there's a lot of risk surrounding the entire trade. I think it makes both – I think it helps both of our teams out. And – um I, you know, everyone's pinning me as this villain for trying to facilitate this trade, even though the trade was offered to me. But you do look pretty villainous today, though. These glasses you got on, what, what like it's it, cool style, bro. But you yeah. do look like a bad guy in a in a Bond movie. I, I look like evil Harry Potter, or that yeah. <laughs> evil Harry Potter is another good yeah, one. like a total nerd. But <laughs> do you feel confident about this trade? Because you said the risk and you're highlighting the risk. As soon as you told me you're trading Lamar Jackson because you're confident with Tua, you're not getting a full season out of Tua. You know what? You don't. You don't play fantasy to be mediocre. You play fantasy to to win it all. But you need a quarterback that's going to play, be on the field. Call me. You know what? That's true. That's true. But Lamar's had his share of injuries as well. And call me nuts, but I think think Tua could be like an MVP candidate if if he can stay healthy this year. How much of that is Tyreek Hill, though? Who's starting to looks like maybe the best wide receiver of our generation? He, he's also got Waddle. He's also got just a, a great coach who knows who knows how to design great plays for him. And I, I, I'm I'm just high on the Dolphins. I, <laughs> I'm very high on the Dolphins. They need their defense needs to pick it up a little bit. But I'm I'm a I'm a big time believer in Tua, and if he can stay healthy, like I really think the sky is the limit for this team. What about the uh, the New York Jets? We saw the New York Football Giants get played off the that wet field. It's going to be wet again in New York tonight. So uh, the suggestion was take the under. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers now a, a New York Jet. This has got to be a marquee matchup. I'm into the Jets, and everyone who I work with, they're so low on the Jets. They say, "Oh, the Jets are frauds. They're going to be pretenders. Aaron Rodgers is going to come. Nothing's going to work out. We always see these super teams be made, and nothing happens." But I don't think that's going to be the case with A Rod this year. I think. He knows how to he knows how to utilize his weapons and they, they they've got literally everything they need. I think if Brees Hall can get healthy sooner than later, he's gonna be a huge, huge 
just cherry on top for that team. And maybe tonight the Bills win. I think in like tough weather conditions, it's probably like a Josh Allen kind of, that's kind of what you want for like a Josh Allen kind of game early in the season. But I think the Jets are going to be a great team. You're a big nickname guy, eh? Like every, everyone's got an abbreviation. Oh, yeah. How many other guys, bar down guys, call him A-Rod? <sighs> Maybe I'm the only one. Everyone knows I shorten every. I short, shorten literally everything. Yeah, it's kind of a hockey thing. Yeah, it's makes it, it makes it pretty like unique, though, when you can bring it to other sports. I feel. Yeah, it's like instead of getting a junior chicken from McDonald's, you got like a J-Chick or, J-Chick. or, 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 or Don's. Like. Wow. I remember the first time I did a, uh, I did like a, you know, uh, one of those speaking days at a, at a high school. It was, uh, I, I don't want to say the high school unless I'm wrong, actually. Now, was it North Toronto? And uh, the kid, a guy comes up and says to me, he's like 12th grade, he's like, hey, man, like, uh, you play Chell? And I went, what? And he goes, you play Chell? And I'm like, I thought it was a, like a board game, bro. Yeah. Like, I didn't know that's what the kids are calling NHL, oh, EA Sports. I, I, think, I mean, I think Chell is one that, like, you know. I guess that makes me sound old, and this was also pre-pandemic, so yeah, I guess, I guess it's been so. something that's been pretty, you know, in the, uh, yeah, in in the conversation for a long time. But um, yeah. man, uh, I love that we can talk not just hockey, of uh, but you have a lot of hockey opinions, as anyone who follows you on Twitter would certainly know. I do. Yeah, I was here the day that Austin Matthews uh, resigned, and I think I was here uh, in studio uh, when Sheldon Keefe uh, got his extension as well. Um, the last time I had you on gameplay. You told me this was during the Memorial Cup, and you were very swooned by Patrick Waugh out there uh, in BC, right? He's the man. And you said, man, this guy should be in the NHL. And you said, you're like, wouldn't it be cool if like, the Leafs uh, hired him? Uh, well, they're pretty set on Sheldon Keefe, man. Uh, what do you think about his extension? Look, <laughs> as, look, as a Jets fan, an objective fan, don't I don't really like it. And, and I think I'm not going to – it's kind of an interesting position to be like, oh, yeah, like fire this guy because, like, and you want to take into account, you want to be sensitive. Like, this is someone's job at the end of the day. But I just, sure, they've had some good regular seasons, and clearly the players in the room really like him. And it's tough for me to really question what's going on in Toronto right now because I think they've actually somehow built a better team going into next year. Yeah. But I'm just not, I just don't really know, like, what Sheldon Keefe has done to keep his, to keep his job, and I don't understand the hype around him. Like, every time that team goes to the playoffs, they blow it, with the exception of last year. They actually were still not a good playoff team last year, if you look at it. Uh-huh. And I just think that there are probably, I mean, at what point you have all these great players, and right now especially, you have Matthews for five more years, and I'll get into that contract in a second. But at what point do you have to say, like, look, we got to stop wasting time here. Like, this team has so many good pieces. They're not winning. Sean Keefe has not been able to get it done. I get that he won at the AHL level. He had an amazing team that he coached at the AHL level, too. Let's not forget that. Yep. Uh, and and I just don't really think – maybe maybe he'll make me eat my words. I think the Leafs should take a next step, another step this year. I feel like every year we're saying, oh, yeah, this is the year. Keith's going to take them to the next level. And it just hasn't happened. And I just don't understand what this guy has done to earn an extension. Like, literally, he, he, he has literally – Failed in the playoffs, and and for me, if if we had that amount of talent on the Jets and we just kept losing in the first round like that, I'd say it's time to move on. This guy's got to go. Yeah, yeah uh, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Like he has done nothing to. He did not. And if you told me, like a, a few months ago, or even like towards the end of the regular season, that it would be. Sheldon Keefe, that would be the one sticking around and not Kyle Dubas. I'm not saying that the whole Dubas thing, like, I'm not saying that the Leafs were out of line at all for handling it the way that they did. But if you were to tell me that it would be Keefe that would be staying and Dubas would be gone, I would never have believed you. <laughs> like, what's going on? Do you think that that played a part into why Bradtree Living felt like 
Keefe had to stay, though, because you can't have two major changes like that. And I don't know if you actually move the needle as much of by moving out of there because you say, you know, what has he been able to do? But it's like you bring a new guy in, then you're starting over. So are you losing any of the progression? You acknowledge that they're making these steps. I think the team obviously feels that way. Yeah, I mean, I guess the team has taken steps, but in what sense have they really taken that big steps in? What, they won one playoff series and then they got worked in the second round? Like, there hasn't been steps. And I think that when you bring in a new general manager, it's often that you get the double whammy because that new general manager picks their new coach. Now, clearly, the team really likes Keith. The players clearly like Keith, and they feel like they're that 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 they're heading in the right direction. And you obviously have to listen to the to the players, especially as a new general manager. You don't want to come in and be a villain. You have to listen yeah. to what the players want. But at the same time, like you can only let the players have so much say into certain decisions. Like that's what managers do. They they make decisions that they feel are best for the organization. And if they and if Trilliving thinks that Keith is the best decision for the organization, fine. And and if and if they lose Again, in the first round next year, you're losing another year of all these guys in their prime. Who knows what's going to happen with Nylander? All these different contract situations, you don't know what's going to happen. But, like, at some point, if Keith doesn't work out, he's going to have to step in, fi- like, fire him, and pick a coach that he feels can get the job done. I don't and think, I think this Patrick, this And Patrick Wall would have been very cool. Patrick Wall would have been that guy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, do you think Bradtree Living has an evil pair of glasses like yours? Uh Probably, although he seems like a really nice guy. I don't know. He seems like not an evil guy. But again, just to touch on the whole Matthews thing, and I yeah, and I me, talk, give me give me your take on the contract. Yeah, I talked about this on my own channels. Again, as an objective fan, I think it's a fantastic deal for both the Leafs and uh, Matthews. Yeah, Matthews gets what he wants. Everyone's saying, "Oh my goodness, this team can't get anyone to sign for eight years." It's like, give me a break. You're getting Austin Matthews for the first twelve years of his career. That's all. Pe- he has been a dominant player since he entered the league. This, that's like all of his prime years. He's not going to be as good when he's 31 or anything. The Jets lost Patrick Laine after four years. Yeah. Okay? You want to talk about having a tough time retaining players? Like, Winnipeg is on so many players' no-trade clauses, and you have people in Toronto actually having the nerve to complain about retaining players. when they You're, you're able to go out and get a John Tavares like you did. Whether or not you like the contract now, whatever. There was a lot of hype around that. At the beginning, okay, you have you're. It is amazing that Chevy has been able to re-sign some of the guys like he has in Winnipeg because, for whatever reason, I disagree with it. Winnipeg doesn't have a great reputation in the league, and then you have Toronto, which is like Hollywood in Canada, and you get an American superstar to sign a contract like that here. You should be smiling. You get Matthews for the next five years. Like, oh my goodness. Lisa has drive me crazy, crazy. That's a good deal. I wouldn't have known that. I wouldn't have known that. I actually thought that you were gonna you were you uh, had an issue with the term. That was my that was gonna be my guess. No, I think I think the term is great because Matthews after four after the contract is done can choose mm-hmm. where he wants to go, and the Leafs get him for another four years. It's tough to retain all star players in Canada, especially Americans. Yeah, like that that is a that is a big thing that the Leafs were able to do and. If the Leafs aren't winning in the next four years, you're done. Your window's done. You're not winning at all. I think the term is great. I think the number is great. And I do think that, you know, it puts a little more pressure on the team to, like, this is your tangible win window. Like, it's not even the full length of his contract five years. It's probably three. But if you thought it might have been four or five or six because you signed an eight-year deal, no, this is it tangibly now. And Bradtree Living thinks that Sheldon Keefe is the guy to maybe get them there. I think he's got two years to do that. 
If not, then maybe they bring the next guy in, someone who connects with the players maybe in a different way. Not two years. Man, I think they're moving in a good situation. I think they're moving in a good direction. I think they I think a big change, a coaching change would have just contributed way too much instability. That's fair. Right now. You know what? That's fair, and that's definitely the counter argument. And I and I get it. And and I, I see it. But but on the other side, it's like why give this guy two years? Sean Keith has not done a good enough job with this team at all. And at some point, especially with Matthews having only so many years, if you talk about like resetting a little bit, you get rid of him after one year because you know what you have with Sean Keith. You have someone who cannot win in the playoffs after this year. I, 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 there was no look. Quote me on this. There's no other way of putting it. If he doesn't, if he gets knocked out in the first round next year, how do you justify keeping him? He is taking one of the best cores in the league and continually finding ways to lose. Get a new guy. Get someone maybe with some some experience. They've they've won a Stanley Cup before. I don't know. Get them in. Someone who will get control of that team quickly and get them to where they need to be. But I mean, how many second chances are we going to give? Not just Keith, but just this this core. The core like. Right. Yeah, it's I can, insane, man. I understand as a as a Jets fan how frustrating it can be to oh, uh, to, to be in this market and watch the team uh, perform or underperform the way they do, and then to uh, to deal with the people, many which are in this building with uh, as strong worded opinions on the opposite side of things than you, my friend. Uh, I can't believe that the season starts exactly a month from now. Opening night is the tenth of October. Um, the Leafs and the Habs is October eleventh, so exactly one month from now. I did uh, the prediction show, way too early prediction show, literally like I guess this would have been three weeks ago, with Frankie Corrado and uh, and Peter Holland. And neither of them, I think, had the Jets making the playoffs as one of the Canadian teams that would. I have a feeling you're going to tell me that they are going to make the playoffs? I just feel like there's a little bit of uncertainty with the Jets right now. We need to see kind of what pans out with the team in the next month. Huh. Because if you have Connor Hellebuck on your team, you can make the playoffs like any year, he's such a good goalie. And Mark Scheifele is obviously such a key piece of the team. I don't think the Central is that strong this year. I, I, I think that there is room, and, and maybe the West in general isn't quite as strong. I agree. I think there is room for the Jets to sneak into a playoff spot. I'm not saying it's necessarily going to happen, but who knows? Yeah. I, I think there are some teams kind of rebuilding in the West, and there's, there's going to be a couple wild card spots up for grabs. How excited are you for the Connor Bedard show in Chicago? Oh my goodness, I can't wait. I love Connor Bedard. I've, you know, not to flex at all, but I, I had the, 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 the pleasure of um, doing a couple pieces of content with him, and he's just such a top, he's such a top notch individual, like such such a humble guy, willing to have fun, willing to, willing to participate in in making the game not just like X's and O's, but fun. Some some stars in the league aren't willing to do that. <laughs> really, some hockey stars in the not, league are not, not willing, willing to, do to that? get into any names. But but I, I, I Connor Bedard has always been a great sport, and I, and I think low key he's a very funny guy, uh. and I think that people are going to find that out about him. He's got he's just got like that chill BC vibe to him. He's so. got yeah, I, I would say that a yeah. bar down vibe to him. He's he's got oh. that. Yes. I would say that. I think, I think a BC vibe, a BD vibe. Right. Yeah. I think that would be, that's the label you can put in. Although if you're rolling with me, Brendan Dunlop, then people think you've talked about <laughs> Brendan so, Dunlop so vibe? He might have sick flow. He might have great hair. I don't know. Is, great he, looking. is he a little Portuguese yeah, kind yeah. of Bedard? Like maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Exciting. Uh, Quinn Hughes, man, captain of uh, the Vancouver Canucks. That was, that's the big uh, NHL story today. Um, he's, he's a hell of a player. I know that that's uh, stating the obvious. 
Um, and that's a team that's in transition. That's a team that just they just need some good vibes. They haven't had any BD vibes for a long time, <laughs> there, right? So uh, I feel like that's a good way for them to to start the season a month out. You know what? I'm I'm very happy for Quinn Hughes, and, and he's fantastic. Also, need to address he's one of the few Jewish players in the NHL. I'm Jewish. You love to see a Jewish captain in the league. Doesn't happen very often. Uh, but I got to just address the elephant in the room, and I don't want to take away from an incredible moment for Quinn Hughes because I think it's amazing, and I think he's, he's deserving. He he's, seems to be a great personality. Players in the room seem to really love him. But, I mean, you, you can't help but wonder, like, what's going on with Elias Pettersson? Yeah. And, and I'm not – again, I have no affiliation with that dressing room. I have no, I have no idea – what those guys are like in the room. I don't know what kind of leaders they are, but if you talk about on ice play, P- Pedersen is Pedersen Peterson. People call him yeah, yeah. names, yes. Uh, he is their best player, like by a, by a long shot. And I know a lot of people, I, I, I he might be a betting favorite right now to, to win the, the heart trophy this year. He is fantastic. He's entering the last year of his contract. And there's kind of been like rumors, whether or not he's going to stay or anything. And I don't know, like Hughes is signed, I believe, until 2027 at a pretty reasonable cap it. Pedersen's going to ask for a lot, a lot of money on his next deal, no doubt. So you can't help but wonder, like, is he going to stay? Was was that taken into account? Was he maybe asked about getting the C and he declined it because he doesn't know about his future? Did the team not want to give him the C because they're un, because maybe he hasn't committed to them long term? I don't know. Again, I'm really happy for Quinn Hughes. I think he's a great player, but I. You can't help, but you have to kind of address the elephant in the room there, in yeah. my opinion. He's there, Austin Matthews. And for him to not have the C and for him to not have a deal heading into the season, um, I, I can't help but feel like he's going to you know, play it out like Nylander. And he's well within his right to. Uh, but if you're a Canucks fan, which uh, very few people are in this market, although my wife is one, uh, you would be nervous. You'd be very, very nervous uh, for him. Um, I feel like the unofficial uh, FanDuel odds that you're going to make this fantasy football trade that you let off the block with are like minus 225. Um, you feel very confident about Tua. I would not feel so confident. Um, but I, I hope that uh, Corwin or whoever it is at Bardown uh, makes you happy, makes the deal, because it's going to make for some really good content on all the platforms. Last year, I made some incredible trades in the league, and everyone was just on me, just just ripping into me oh you made these you rip people off but like look people can make trades themselves i think this is a very fair trade i don't think someone anyone's getting ripped off in this deal but uh yeah if you're on if you're listening to this and you're on twitter like please like let us know <laughs> what you think because <laughs> i'm go. curious jesse pollock you are a j poly 42 j poly 22 22 close, close. i was close man yeah, off close. the top of my head that's close. pretty good uh evil harry potter with those <laughs> uh jesse pollock appreciate you coming in uh, to the 1050 studios buddy this was fun uh look forward to seeing what content you pump out on bar down after we do this now. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Brando. Always a pleasure. This is Gameplay on TSN 1050 in the iHeartRadio app. More to come. Don't go anywhere.